Welcome to the broadcast of Exceedingly Abundant Ministries in cooperation with Bethel Worship Center of Joplin, Missouri. Their goal is to win the lost, disciple Christians, set the captives free, and see the sick made whole. Bethel Worship Center is located at 3125 West 20th Street in Joplin. Weekly service times are Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and a Wednesday evening Bible study at 6.30 p.m. For more information, visit their website at BethelJoplin.org. Now, here is Pastor Gary Culp with today's message. Well, good afternoon. The Lord bless you. What do we know for sure? God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. Let's pray for some souls. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. We're crying out to you for the eternal salvation of every boy and girl, man and woman in Missouri, Kansas, Oklahoma, and Arkansas, their past, present, future spouses, all the children they have now in the future and their family members, all grandchildren they have now in the future and their family members, all great-grandchildren they have now and in the future and their family members. By faith, Father, we're sending the Holy Spirit to convict every person of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Oh, Lord Jesus, reveal yourself to each person, your incarnation, the perfect life you lived, the great miracles you did, your death, burial, and resurrection, your precious atoning blood, the revelation and understanding that by your stripes we were healed would come to every boy and girl, man and woman. They would humble themselves before you. They would repent of their sins. They would receive you, Lord Jesus, as Savior and Lord, being gloriously born again from above. And Father, we pray you get every person into a good Bible-believing, teaching church. They would then be baptized in water. They would receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Every Christian would become a true disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're agreeing that every demon-possessed and demonizing captive person is being set free and all the sick are being healed from every sickness and every disease. And Lord Jesus, your people are receiving and walking fully in the blessing of Abraham, whom God blessed in all things. We agree for that right now, and by faith we thank you for it. Also, Father God, we love the Jewish people. Father, let the blinders and scales fall from their eyes. Lord Jesus, may they see that you are the Messiah, the Savior and Lord, and be born again from above. According to your word, Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We also agree, Father, with your word, they have a, a right, an eternal covenant to all the land of Canaan. Lord, restore all that land to them. Please protect them from their enemies. And Father, if anybody tries to harm the Jewish people or Israel, stop them, and if necessary, destroy them. And we agree for that right now. In Jesus' name. And Father, we come to you, Father God. Father, we know we're in the last days of the apostasy. And Lord, we, we see that so clearly. So Father, we are praying against those things, Father God, that are, are being planned and, and they're trying to bring forth that are evil and wrong. First of all, Father, we see that there is no justice in the United States. We're crying out to you with all our hearts, Father, move mightily, move heaven and earth and bring forth divine justice against the Biden administration and everyone part of, of it, Lord. And, and in any sense, they have broken our laws and constitution, Lord, you deal with that father god and get that turned around and we thank you for it right now also father god we know in july they're trying to break out that uh joe biden the fed that digital currency lord that's from the pit of hell father they're trying to bring forth the one world government they're trying to get us where father we can't do any business transaction without them being on top of it and lord that's evil that's wrong father stop it send their plans in confusion may they agree and fight among each other raise up millions of people to stand against it lord and may it not happen until after the rapture 
Also, Father God, we cry out to you in your mercy and grace. Let there be no more viruses or pestilences released in America. Father, you know that last pandemic was from the pit of hell. Father, it was planned. It was organized. And Father, it destroyed many people's lives. Father, as well as ruined our economy. Cry, We cry out to you, Lord, don't let that happen again. Also, Father, secure our borders. Father, terrorists, soldiers from other countries, pedophiles, Father God, drug dealers are coming through our borders to do evil, Father God, and the government is ordaining these things. Stop this great evil, Father God. You, uh, we ask you to send forth your angelic host and drive out of this country ever person who has come forth illegally and allow those who only come in according to our laws and according to our constitution. And Father, we know there's been uh, threats against our power grid. Father, protect us from all EMPs. Lord, let, don't let anyone shut down our electricity, take away our gas, our oil, our coal, Father God. And if anyone tries to do it, this stop them, Lord. And Lord, let everybody know that you did it. Also, Father, protect our pr food production plants no more burning down and also father restore farmlands to americans and only to those americans who will grow, grow crops for the glory of god and do it in such a way father to provide food not just for themselves but for our nation and we thank you for it and also, Father God, we pray, Father God, that you would not allow any mRNA material to be put into our food, water, plants, or animals, Father God. You would not allow anyone to contaminate, Father, the food we uh, eat and the, and the things we drink. And we thank you for that also right now. So, Father, we give you the praise, honor, and glory. We trust you to do it and show us if there's anything you require us to do. And we'll give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, well, we're going to be talking about the apostasy, the falling away. You know, God said just before he came and those years just leading up to the rapture of the church, and that's an exciting event. Are you excited? Jesus is coming on soon. He's catching up his saints. We're going to be out of here. Just think how wonderful it's going to be from heaven We'll be looking down and seeing the seven-year tribulation and seeing the things going on here on earth. Let me tell you, it will be hell on earth for those seven years. But then the good news at the end of seven years, we come back with Jesus on white horses and we get to rule and reign with him from a, for a thousand years. And then the new Jerusalem comes down from heaven, out of, from a, a heaven, from God. And we again continue to love and serve God forever and ever. Oh, if you're a born again believer, your future is great. But yes, right now we are having to live in the midst of a total departure for, from everything that is good and right. You know, I think it's Isaiah 520. Woe to them that call good evil and evil good. That's where we're at right now. It's completely opposite. Isn't that a shame? But you know, God said it would happen, which just shows you God knows the beginning from the end, and he is able to protect us. He's able to provide for us until he gets us out of here. Now, with that in mind, let's jump into 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1. Again, we're talking about the apostasy. Now, we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, that's talking about the rapture, and our gathering together unto him. Oh, yes. He promised to come back for us. We'll look at a verse uh, uh, just a minute on that. 
in verse 2, that you be not soon shaken in mind, nor be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, as from us, as the day of the Lord is present. Literally means it's at hand. He's coming very soon. Now remember, this is the second letter to the church at Thessalonica. Let's go back to the first letter. First Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18 talks about the rapture. Here it is. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, those who are saints, those who are born again, concerning them those who are asleep, those who have died in the Lord, that you sorrow not even as others who have no hope. Now, did you hear that? Without Jesus, you have no hope. You have no future. You're going to spend eternity in hell by yourself. Oh, yes, you'll heal screams all around you, but you'll be by yourself forever in torment. Don't go there. Receive the mercy and forgiveness of God through Jesus Christ. Get born again. Verse 14, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, amen, even so them also who sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord shall not precede them who are asleep. I believe we're a part of that generation that won't have to see death. If the Lord allows us to live a couple, three more years, we're out of here. And it could be today. It could be today. Isn't that exciting? Verse 16, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven, notice these three things, with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we who are alive, a whole generation of believers, won't have to experience death. Isn't that wonderful? Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together. Now, this is where rapture is. In the Greek, the word is hapazo, which really needs to be snatched away, okay? But in the Latin Vulgate is the word rapturo, where we get rapture. Rapture is in the Bible. Do you get it? Right here, caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. See, at seven years later, we'll be coming back with him on white horses. This is his first appearing. This is the first resurrection. Hallelujah. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Oh, that's good words. And therefore, verse 18 says, wherefore, comfort one another with these words. You know, Jesus said in John 14, he says, I'm going to go build and have many mansions ready for you, and I'm coming back for you. And so we'll be caught up with the Lord probably during those seven years will very possibly be the marriage supper of the Lamb, uh, possibly the judgment seat of Christ where you'll receive your rewards as a believer for your faithfulness to God. So very sobering event, though. We need to be faithful today to the Lord Jesus. Amen. He saved us. We need to love and serve him with our whole heart. Back to the passage in 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 3. Let no man deceive you by any means. That is the day we live in. Fake news. You can't believe anything. You hear on the radio or TV, unless it's coming from a Christian source, for someone who's born again, who has the Spirit of God, who is able to see through deception. Other than that, you're hearing nothing but lies. And if you believe those lies, then you will live a lie. And you will have died believing lies. 
you don't want to be that person. In fact, Jesus really, the very first thing Jesus said, let's go back to Matthew 24 just a minute. Here he is, he says, here's the first thing indicating the last times. Verse 20, Matthew 24, 4, and Jesus answered and said to them, take heed, let no man deceive you. Remember, if you're deceived, you don't know, you don't know it. You need the Spirit of God. The one gift you need to ask and beg and cry out God for is discerning his spirits, being able to discern the Holy Spirit, being able to discern evil spirits, being able to discern between good and bad angels. Do you understand that? You desperately need that. The most important gift in these last days. Don't be deceived. Know what the Word of God says. Be full of the Holy Spirit. Walk in abiding intimacy with Jesus. That's the only way you won't be deceived. So it goes on and says, let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there be the falling away first. Literally, that means the apostasy. That means departing from the faith, departing from the Bible, departing from truth. We are there. You know, Derek Prince even said this years ago, he went to a certain church. In fact, the, the brand name of the church was a church that I got uh, raised in. And he says like this, he says, in our church, you can talk about Confucius, you can talk about Buddha, you can talk about anyone, but you can't talk about Jesus. Did you hear that? That's a church. Do you know there's churches that have gone woke? They've gone into critical race theory, social justice, sexual perversion. That's apostasy. That just shows they really weren't saved to begin with. You see, people can say, oh, I've been born again. I love Jesus. But see, life, when things happen, it shows whether they're really hooked up with Jesus or they were just playing along. So we're seeing really that so many preachers aren't saved so many congregations aren't saved they've believed the lie they've compromised they've chose to go to bed with the world you know that reminds me just real quickly probably one of the strongest verses in the bible is found in the book of james chapter 4 and this is really a warning james chapter 4 verse 4 god says you adulterers and adulteresses and he's not talking about sex He's talking about spiritual adultery, following other gods, departing from his word, departing from Jesus. You adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever, I don't even know you, but you are a whosoever. You know that, don't you? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God, a friend of this world system a friend of the left, a friend of globalist. You see, the globalist agenda is Satan's agenda. Demon-possessed people are trying to run this world with Satan's blessing and leadership. Do you understand that? If you're a globalist, you're on the devil's team. Okay? You need to be like Donald Trump is, a nationalist. God wants this nation to be great. This nation is special. This nation has been ordained of God. Do you get the picture here? You go all the way back to the Tower of Babel. God says, no, you're not going to do that. 
But you know, God said in the book of Revelation, he's going to allow temporarily this enterprise crashed and false prophet to come forth. They're going to get about seven years to do their wicked deeds and those who follow them. And then here comes Jesus. And he, all he does is open his mouth and then it literally cuts them all in pieces. You need to read Revelation 19. Do you understand that? So if you're a friend of the world system, you're an enemy of God, which means you won't go to heaven. Do you understand that? So realize, no, you're not a globalist if you're a born-again believer. You're against the one world system. That's the devil's system. You believe in Jesus. You believe in following him. You believe in making America great again. That's right. That's right. That's what godly people do. Do you understand that? Don't be deceived. The apostasy, you know, it just doesn't say it right here. Let's go to 1 Timothy 4.1. You see, God knew that in the end times, all these weird things would happen. He says, I want to warn you, watch out for this, watch out for that. It's all throughout the Bible. Let's look at a couple of examples. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. Now the Spirit, again, notice it's capital S, Holy Spirit, speaketh expressly that in the latter times, the day we live in, some shall depart from the faith. That word faith here means the body of truth that makes up the Word of God or the Bible. And why will they do it? Giving heed to seducing spirits. That's demons. And doctrines of demons, there it is. Speaking lies, <laughs> speaking lies. You know, we're just now following, finding out that all the things they, they accused Donald Trump of was a lie. The Russian hoax was a collusion. But do you see them going to jail? Do you see them being prosecuted? No, because the devil is protecting them until God will eventually judge them. Do you understand that? This is the day of the lie. And if you don't have Jesus, you don't have the Holy Spirit, you don't know the word of God, you will be deceived. You better get right with God. You better let Jesus be Lord of your life. You better be full of the Holy Spirit and know what God's Word says. Now, the Spirit speaketh especially in the latter times that some shall depart from the faith, the Bible, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of demons, what the devil's up to, speaking lies and hypocrisy, play acting, speaking lies. Remember who's the father of lies? John 8, 44, that's the devil. You find me a liar, you find a devil, man. Or woman, <laughs> speaking lies in a mockery, having their conscience seared with a hard iron, forbidding to marry, and that can either be celibacy or what we call free love, uh, sex outside of marriage. Do you think that's going on today? Well, you know it is. Forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from foods which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving by them here again who believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good. Oh, hallelujah. And nothing is to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving. It is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. So the Lord said, here's the things. People will depart from the word of God. That means that will begin in seminaries, which devil teachers will deny the truths of the word of God. And then they will send out devil preachers who tell you, you can't believe what the word of God says and take things literally. Then they will have devil congregations because all they're getting fed is, is lies and untruth. And now you got people full of churches who are just as no different than the people in the world. And they're all going to hell. But God said that would happen in the last days. 
You better be in a Bible-believing teaching church that believes every word of the Bible. Here's another warning. 2 Timothy 3, start verse 1. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. In other words, there will be great stress and trouble. We're there. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection. You see that a few times in the Bible. Truce breakers, false accusers, false accusers. Yeah, we talked about that over the last four years before Biden. Okay, false accusers, incontent and fierce, despisers of those that are good. Yes, despisers of those that are good. <laughs> Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power of it from such turn away. Now, there's much more, but I'm just saying we're in the day of apostasy. If you're a born-again, spirit-filled believer who goes to church and loves Sir Jesus and is a Bible church, you're one of the few. Do you understand that? You're one of the few. So stay with the Lord. We're going to be out of here soon, very soon. Let's go back to the scripture, 2 Thessalonians 3, 3. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come. There first, except the falling away first. We're talking about the apostasy, but what's going to happen in the apostasy? And the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. That's the Antichrist. You know, I believe the World Economic Forum, the WEF, that is the organization that's pushing the one world agenda, the 23rd agenda. Have you read that? Remember one of the tenets of it? You will own nothing and be happy. They're going to steal everything you have. No one will own a home. No one will own a car. You will win every, rent everything from the elite. And the guy in charge will be the Antichrist. And the middle of the tribulation, if you're still here, you will have to take the mark of the beast, which guarantees you are going to hell. You've basically sold your soul to Satan. And then there's the false prophet who's doing miracles. And I don't think we really have time to get into that today. But Revelation 13, read that at home, talks about the Antichrist and the false prophet. And many people believe we already know who the false prophet is. And let's just say he's a leader of a great big denomination. And many of the people in that denomination think he's the false prophet. So we're not just making this up. Okay. So they're getting things set up for the Antichrist. He's not going to have to do nothing. You see, the whole plan of the WNEF is to have some kind of disaster so bad that basically shuts down the economies of the world, causes the government to step in and bring the fix, and the fix will take away all your freedoms. You will have no freedom anymore. You won't have any guns. You won't know anything. Do you understand? They're already planning that. Do you understand that? So you need to be ready to get out of here, get born again, get more people saved. The Antichrist is on the scene. And let me tell you, if we're allowed to know who he is up front, we will be sure to let you know exactly who he is. And, and because of the day of apostasy, we, we may very well know who he is. Okay. 
Now, what, what do we know about the Antichrist? Verse 4, who opposes and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he as God, did you hear this? Setteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Now, a, a brief lesson, <laughs> if you have right theology. You see, the Jewish people are ready right now to build their temple. <laughs> yeah, they're ready. They have the high priest. They have the garments. They're training their priest. Possibly it's going to be the Antichrist. Well, it's for sure the Antichrist who will sign a seven-year peace treaty with Israel that will be begin the tribulation. But that may be the very event that allows them to build their temple. They're going to be having their sacrifices. They're going to initially be deceived by the Antichrist and think he is Mr. Wonderful. But then in the middle of the tribulation, he receives a deadly wound, the Antichrist. And again, a counterfeit of Jesus. He dies. He's raised up miraculously three days later. Then he goes into the temple and says, I'm God, worship me. And the false prophet helps put up an image of the beast in the temple. And then here comes the mark of the beast. And you worship him or you don't buy, sell, or eat. And that's where those people who get saved during the tribulation. Remember, there will be people who get saved during the tribulation. Well, how can that be? You said all the Christians are gone. Because God is ready. Well, we have 144,000 Jewish evangelists from different tribes sharing Jesus. There's the two witnesses in Jerusalem doing miracles, very possibly Elijah and Enoch. Yeah, they're coming back. And then you have angels proclaiming the everlasting gospel. So even in the tribulation, God is still in his mercy and grace reaching out to people to get saved. But the bad news is most people will have to die because you won't take the mark of the beast and you'll be martyrs. But oh, what a great reward you'll have in heaven. But the thing is, get saved now. It's easy to get saved now. And fairly easy to love and serve Jesus. It's getting harder, right? But you want to be born again now. You don't want to go through the tribulation. Remember the seven seal judgments, the seven trumpet judgments, the seven bowl of wrath judgments. Oh, not a pretty place to be, planet Earth. But we're there. We're near. Apostasy has come to America. America is being destroyed on purpose. We are the last bastion of freedom. And for the world government to come forth, we have to be neutralized. That's why millions of undocumented aliens and terrorists and pedophiles and drug cartel people and, and foreign soldiers are coming through our borders to destroy us. It's an intentional plot. That's why they're not doing anything about it. Do you get the picture? Jesus is coming soon. Are you ready? He is the man of sin. But let's continue. Verse 5, remember you that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. And now you know what restraineth, that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity does already work, but he who now hindereth will continue to hinder until he be taken out of the way. Now, again, I believe this is a reference to the Holy Spirit. Remember, when the church is taken out of here at the rapture, 
the Holy Spirit will be taken out of the, of the world as restrainer. There will be no more restraining evil. Okay, we're going to be out of here. The restrainer is working through Holy Spirit, through the true church, real believers, to hold back evil. That's the truth. But when the church is taken out, the Holy Spirit is also taken out in his role as restraining evil. And therefore, all those terrible, wicked things you see in Revelation will come to pass. And yes, they're judgments of God for those who reject Jesus and follow the globalist Luciferian agenda. Don't let that be you. Are you ready to meet Jesus? If not, pray with me right now. Dear God, I see it. I believe that Jesus Christ died for me and rose again. I know that I'm a sinner. Lord Jesus, I'm coming to you now. I repent of all my sins. I know it's your precious blood that washes away sin, so I'm inviting you to come into my heart and to be my Savior and Lord of my life. I give myself to you completely, both now and forever, and will serve you all the days of my life. Thank you for serving me, Jesus. saving me, Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the broadcast of Exceedingly Abundant Ministries in cooperation with Bethel Worship Center of Joplin, Missouri. Bethel Worship Center is located at 3125 West 20th Street in Joplin. Weekly service times are Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and a Wednesday evening Bible study at 6.30 p.m. For more information, visit their website at BethelJoplin.org or send an email to Pastor Gary. His email is GaryCulp at Yahoo.com. Please join them again next week as they continue to expound on God's truth in a relevant and practical way.